Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. I'm so psyched to be here for this second part of the Lollapalooza series of interviews that I did in person at Lollapalooza at Grant Park in uh, Chicago, August 3rd through 6th. Just getting through these, been traveling around a little bit, just came back from California and... uh, Seeing my morning jacket there, unfortunately, their Hollywood Bowl show was canceled on me because of that hurricane. You know, it's a little bit of rain, right? Um, but I uh, saw them at Red Rocks as well. So recovering from that, so happy to be back to present these amazing artists um, in part two, who I talked to at Lollapalooza, Matt Maltese, uh, Ella Jane, Kafune the Brooklyn-based duo and Loviette from Canada. Matt's from Canada also. Ella's from New York. They're all, they were all super excited to be at Lollapalooza and play at Lollapalooza, and they all have just amazing stories to tell. They're all fun, exciting, and uh, just great personalities. I love this episode and so glad that I'm back. If you're here for the first time, on Roadcase, welcome to the Roadcase community. If you're here uh, again and you are a longtime or returning listener, thanks so much for being here. So happy to have you back. Uh, there's a number of different ways that you can get involved in the Roadcase community if you didn't know. A uh, really great way is to follow us on the socials. We're at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at info at roadcasepod.com if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for guests or uh, just want to say, hey, you can also find out more information about Roadcase by visiting the website roadcasepod.com. Another great way to help support Roadcase is to subscribe to Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. And I know I say this on every episode, but it's really super easy to do and really important uh, for uh, for us at Roadcase. Really helps out the show to have a bunch of subscribers on your platforms. If you're on Spotify, uh, it's super easy to do. Just press that follow button. Click on that follow button at the Roadcase homepage. Uh, similarly, on Apple Podcasts, there's a check mark up in the upper right-hand corner. Click on that. It's as easy as that. And also, rating and reviewing Roadcase is a great way to show your support. It's quick and easy and free to do. Uh, on Spotify, underneath that follow box, there's a box with some stars. Just hit that and uh, you'll be able to rate Roadcase that way. Super easy on Apple Podcast. There's a, uh, just scroll up a little bit from the homepage and there's a place to write a review and to uh, rate Roadcase as well with a bunch of stars. You know what to do. So for this part one, um, for this first interview that I have of this part two of Lollapalooza is Matt Maltese. Matt's a Canadian now, uh, spends a bunch of time in Canada, is from Reading in the United Kingdom originally. Uh, His latest album out just this year is entitled Driving Just to Drive. Um, Just a wonderful young British gentleman with an amazing velvety and deep voice. Uh, I love his work. Uh, 
He is just phenomenal songwriter, heartfelt songs, um, and he's a big fan of Father John Misty. And there are some parallels there as well. Loves the sense of humor, uh, loves weaving in personal stories with some irony as well. Uh, Italian on his father's side. So we had a little bit to talk to there as you, uh, those that follow the show know that I lived in Italy for quite a while. Um, just really like talking to Matt. We sat down on the couch in the media area at Lollapalooza. And it's just a, just a wonderful guy. Played an after show the night before as well and played on the big stage at Lollapalooza, which was a big deal for him. That is a humongous stage, the T-Mobile stage, and uh, he really just crushed it. I talked to him, I think, shortly after that um, After that set. Uh, like I said, he's got a new album out, Driving Just to Drive. We'll talk about that a little bit, but it's a quick chat with Matt just to kind of get to know him a little bit, and I was really glad to be able to sit down with him and present this conversation to you all. I'll come back after that to introduce the rest of the guests, and coming up after that is Ella Jane. I'll come back on to talk about her a little bit uh, and to conclude and uh, have some cl- concluding remarks on that conversation with Matt Maltese. Uh, so glad you're here. Thanks again to, for being here. And up now is Matt Maltese. Cool. Matt. Hello. Nice to meet you, man. Very nice to meet you, too. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. How yeah. was the set? Um, yeah, it was a real pleasant surprise. I guess you never know what to expect with a festival halfway across the world from where you live yeah it was just oh, really? a lovely audience and yeah um a lot of people it was it was really nice so yeah. it's like a you're you're wondering like oh i'm traveling so far maybe this is going to be different than every other festival that <laughs> I, i've gone to yeah <laughs> i know i know i guess I, i've sort of actually only really playing played u.s festivals this year ah. um so it's all a bit new um yeah out here doing a festival show and um yeah, that was just a particularly nice one. It was really... You were right over here. Right? Yeah, I was. The Holy shit, T-Mobile stage. T-Mobile stage, yeah. Otherwise yeah. known as the big-ass <laughs> show stage. Yeah, yeah. How was that? It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was, it Do you like being on a big stage away. like that? Uh, I think... Or, I mean, like, we don't need to use like. Yeah, what's like the, uh, the better question is, like, what's it like to be... You what's know, it like? Either, yeah. You can answer I think either it's, one it's of It's a lot more... It feels like a lot more is needed of a crowd in, in a big on a big stage to sort of feel connected and yeah. I felt really lucky there because the crowd was quite loud but um, obviously a smaller show people can you can feel just closer to people and that's obviously very nice but yeah with the way the show was today I do like big stages um, but also they can be they can be tough if it's so you're a piano yes it's just I'm, you I'm up a there. piano yeah no me and a trio Oh, so trio. it's me and a bassist and a drummer, but I do oh. I do do some shows just me and a piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was imagining that out yeah. here, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. maybe that would be hard. Yeah, I did uh, do a, I did do a solo song, and and they were very receptive. I mean, it's always a leap doing a solo song at a festival, but I figure like oh wait, just, say say that again. You I did you... do one song solo, just me and the piano. Oh, oh, um, solo. Okay, and uh, yeah, I, I figure that if it doesn't go down well, they'll just put it down to sort of. Which one? Kiki which British which behavior. song in the set was that? Uh, you just come right out and do it. When you wash well, your mean, hair. I um, mean, what number? Oh, it was. About I mean, that's number... good too. What was it called? <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> when you wash your hair. It was I should have waited. Number... I should have waited for number you to eight. answer. <laughs> number eight or something. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so you like don't I'd... just like kick off. With, no, like, no, 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 no. Not brave get... enough. Not brave enough. Uh huh. Yeah, there must be a lot of. This takes a lot of courage. Your stuff's very personal. Thank you. Yeah. Um. 
You've had, yeah, you, I, you've I, had I a get, journey for an yeah. old 25, old soul <laughs> dude, right? Um, yeah, I've had good practice being personal, I guess, now, like seven years into it or whatever. But um, yeah, it is quite funny, really, how how deeply personal this job is. Um, for and you. I don't feel like I'm kind of the person to to talk about these things all the time with... with uh, well, maybe that's not true, actually. Yeah, maybe I'm actually <laughs> no a bit word. of a bit of a heart on my sleeve kind of guy. Um, yeah, but not necessarily to publicise it too much is what I mean. So then to put it into songs, which I do publicise, it's well, it's you do ironic. Pub- you do yes. publicise it, but <laughs> are you kind of saying you don't get out there on socials and talk about? No, like the, yeah, I guess that that doesn't come naturally. Yeah, yeah, mostly that's understandable yeah, too. Like, yeah, yeah, you know talking about socials like i find it easier to just like talk right now about personal stuff yeah yeah like the format you know on my podcast like when i'm kind of introing somebody like for you i'll talk about a little bit or you know get into it i don't mind doing that yeah somehow it's hard there's like a there's a there's a depth and there's a weight to social media and putting yourself out there it's so interesting for you to say you're on these big stages putting yourself out there but then you're saying it's hard for me to also do it in different forums yeah i think so i think there's something in there's something in putting it in a format that you know people um will choose and come to yeah i think sometimes social media feels a lot like i don't you know you don't you don't want to bother people who don't want to be bothered Maybe. Well, they that are followers, British, I, doesn't I, it? But yeah, no, no, no. I think but, about that. I think about that too. It's yeah. always. I think I, t- I was just at Newport Folk Festival. Yeah. Um, and I forget who I was talking to or reading about or something like that. But um, it was kind of they think about one person out there and that they're yeah. talking to one person. That's helpful. Yeah. You know, if you like that audience in your head when you're putting stuff out there, you're totally. like, oh, I'm just talking to that one. Th- I think I yeah. think I, I think along those lines too. I'm trying to get better at it myself. Yeah. You're, phenomenal who am i talking to here about getting better i mean hashtag goals i guess right but um uh yeah it's it's tough it's um yeah you've been doing it for a while though you said like oh i've been getting used to it or some something along those lines just now yeah i think what was it like early on for you oh it was much harder Yeah, yeah i think i found playing live really really stressful seven eight years ago i think i used to need to have a drink i used to need to sort of um really prepare every single thing i was going to say you know yeah it was it was a much more daunting experience i think also i had a pretty sort of heavy moment of getting signed to a label and then feeling like you know each show was justifying my existence on that label it was a very tough year and a half of live shows and when that went away and i started to feel like oh each show isn't um holding my career in its in its palm you know i think mm, i started that's to, a lot of pressure yeah exactly i started to enjoy them a lot more and and probably be myself a lot more so yeah especially when that pressure is kind of tied to somebody else's totally. like the business success oh, yeah totally. of what you're doing yeah and then, God, yeah that can really get it it's just nuts really. vicious yeah. cycle i guess yeah, right? totally i think when you're like a young kid and you get given some money and then you sort of have this pressure held over you naturally it's 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 just weird you know it's very lucky in a way but it's also just it's impossible to get comfortable with yeah yeah so i was just very happy to be dropped basically from that label so <laughs> yeah, what and what label. are what's your situation right now um i um I'm, I'm with this label called network and there's canadian label um and i was with them for three albums i'm basically not with a label for my next album at the moment but it's all kind of up in the air um but it feels yeah it feels nice four albums in and just 
and see what happens. Maybe I won't have another album for a little while. Yeah. Probably will, but yeah. Yeah. You're driving just to drive. <laughs> driving just to drive. I yes. love that title, by the Thank way. You. It's really cool. Like, because sometimes, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it totally nails it, man. That totally <laughs> Thank you. nails Thank it. You. It's like, because I get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you got some shit on your mind, and you're just like, why yeah. just go on a fucking drive and just, yeah. like, yeah. unwind it a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Do you do that? I, I used to basically like a lot of a lot of the album is touching upon sort of being a lot younger and yeah. when I lived back in my hometown Reading with my parents I, I used to drive my mum's car just to drive it basically and <laughs> listen to music really loud I kind of I fell in love with like Father John Misty doing that oh man I love at a really so really specific point at eighteen or whatever and yeah just some of the best feelings and memories. Um, doing that kind of thing yeah. i think listening to music and in a car as well is just another layer it adds this other layer it's yeah the be- it's the it's, best it's listening amazing room. it's yeah. also the best listening room i have totally and incidentally yeah. i spend a lot of time in my garage parked <laughs> nice. to finish the song yeah. <laughs> who doesn't do that that's like regular that's yeah. that's normal yeah right? i actually wrote this last album in a garage huh. and uh, i was living in east london and i had this awful awful garage room with a super thin door so all these poor people walking down the street just definitely heard me demoing it was like brick walls and a chain hanging from the ceiling it looked, oh my god it looked crazy it seemed, yeah. feels suicidal it was weird it was bad it, yeah. it, you know because if you're again. in a garage with a car there's always the option yeah but just a, a garage that's like a reference sorry <laughs> just like a storing uh storing shit and and a studio it's yeah right. it was uh well yeah. and it I, worked, underst- I, guess. I understand from uh, my friend Scott Teresi, who's a big fan, was at your show last oh, night. Nice. We'll give him a shout out. Yeah, Scott. Hi, Scott. Uh, that you handed out uh, car air fresheners last yes, night, or not I handed did. them out, or whatever. Yeah, sort of handout yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, I can't. Cool. Um, I can't vouch for how good they smell. Um, <laughs> what flavor yes. were they? Yes. <laughs> what flavor were they? I think they were forest. If that's a flavor, I think. Sure. Like, I feel I like. Evokes yeah, the pine yeah, smell. Forest, forest, like a nice yeah. pine salt yeah. smell. Of a I feel like I bought gum bus once station in the States bathroom. that was like forest mint or something. Or yeah, forest yeah, yeah, something, yeah. yeah. Um, I love unique merch items. I was just thinking Liz Cooper. I don't know if you're familiar, but she passed mm. out like scratch off cards. Oh, nice. That um, just had, I don't know, references to songs. Uh, and stuff. Cool. I haven't scratched anything yeah. off, but I thought it was No, really it's cool. fun to be like silly with merch i think because it is well have a couple silly items, yeah but also have like a couple 50 dollars totally, t-shirts totally yes no, 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 <laughs> no yeah, i'm not yeah, saying yeah, it was, no, i have no idea what the prices were that was just a joke <laughs> <laughs> um but must, must be is it um is it more or less comforting for you playing in a small room like that where you can really have that connection with your audience it's definitely it's definitely something i'm more used to i suppose yeah. um because starting out that was kind of all the rooms i played to so yeah i think um and yeah, there is just something. It, I guess it's a lot more connected to like animal brain that sung songs like around a fire three thousand years ago or something. You know, it's mm. we ne- weren't necessarily born to have the technology to have huge PA's and play at a stadium with twenty five thousand people. I True, guess. Yeah. or have a piano around a campfire. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Do you play guitar as well? Um, badly. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess I could do maybe one campfire I song. Bet, I bet your badly is probably somebody else's pretty good. <laughs> probably my, you know, then <laughs> there's like a level there. Um, you've, um, so what other festivals have you played in the States? Uh, I played Shaky Knees. And, ah, nice. Uh, Govball. Uh-huh. And then I play uh, Oshiaga. Oshiaga? Yeah. Yeah. It? Oshi- I, I don't yeah. know, actually, yeah. <laughs> but this is in upstate New York. Um, Up- upstate New York? No, it's uh, in Montreal. Ah, okay. Yes, I yeah, played yeah, that yeah, on yeah. Saturday. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and then Austin City Limits in the autumn. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. So yeah, so a lot really of good festivals here in, in this country. A lot of there iconic are. ones. Yeah, there they are. All have their and own. You don't unique camp vibe. a lot at them as well. Is that correct? There's some is camping it? festivals. Bonnaroo is exclusively okay. camping. Yeah, I think there's some camping at Shaky Knees. I don't know. Yeah. you're asking the wrong <laughs> dude, man. I am not a camper. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not either, which is why yeah. it's great. Yeah. Like you know, I always say Jews don't camp. <laughs> I'd say Italians don't camp. Yeah, my dad's Italian. Oh, he is, and I feel like. Like it's it, you know it's do they made. not they they're like all about the well they're no all about chance. the trailer camping oh campsites. I don't know. a lot of people there's maybe a lot you're of right like, but take the trailer my dad always said you where, know his camping is sleeping on the couch you know? <laughs> yeah so I don't know one. if that's just him or that where is he from in it, I lived in Italy for three years so his uh, parents are Sicilian ah so okay. he's a Sicilian Canadian uh-huh. um, do you and go we there? lived in Milan when I was a little kid for oh three you did years. Oh, yeah yeah so I have a little bit of like Italian nursery behind me which probably oh, really? speaks to a lot so of you, my qualities yeah which qualities i don't know i you like I, to eat a lot and talk and yeah you're not gesticulating i feel like I, move, I do move my do i do do that maybe i'm not doing that on this podcast right. maybe i'm well, losing i'm it, making you hold a i heard you i heard you were coming so i made you hold a mic <laughs> <laughs> um no my parents told me that i came home one day from italian nursery and i, I freaked out because my mom drunk from my cup because at nursery they'd been telling you you never drink from someone else's cup. Yeah. That's Italian. Pre-co- even pre-COVID. Even pre-COVID. Italians yeah, are Italians super all COVID. about politeness yeah. and yes. also about cleanliness. Cleanliness. Get the I new like plate I, for the new course. Yeah, and maybe we I have, can't. They're, yeah. Man, when totally. the Americans come in there and Americans do things like touch their shoes with oh, their hands oh my or God. do weird things oh like, my God. Yeah. oh my God, they're all over that. Yeah. I, I hear all the comments that they make in Italian <laughs> yeah, when, you know, incredible. when you're in a tourist place like Rome or Florence, oh, you know. Totally. Yeah. My, they're, bru- uh, they're fucking brutal. They're brutal. They're yeah, also my, very funny. As my well. dad, uh, my dad has a great story where him and my mum went into this shop in Italy and they were speaking English with each other Yeah, and and the person behind the till whispered to her or sort of spoke softly to her co-worker who was like fucking tourists I'm going to rip them off or something oh, my dad shit. was just oh, that's like, oh yeah, don't yeah, ever yeah. assume right yeah you can't especially <laughs> yeah. these days well I don't yeah. know like not a lot yeah. of people speak Italian yeah um yeah. Father John Misty, inspiration yeah. for you. You, just, you mentioned him I before. Younger. I really, really, yeah. I, I love his stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think, um, yeah, he was just, it was, I think the I Love You Honey Bear came at the right time in my sort of youth where I, it just really um, made me fall in love. Maybe too much at the time with being sarcastic in songs, um, but it was just nice someone doing that. And it's still also having a lot of feeling and um yeah, he's just great, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you spend most of your time in Great Britain? Yeah. yeah and I you, mean, you're, there's tour, a Canadian connection yeah, there as exactly. well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I go to Canada a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, like, often at Christmas is less so as my sort of wider family um, die out. But I, uh, yeah, I sort of... <laughs> nice I spent, thought. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent People a lot are dying of, everywhere. Know, yeah, I've spent a lot of time there and i love it i still have two cousins that i'm super close to that live in toronto and uh-huh. i love i love yeah being in toronto. yeah and, but you're based you said in reading in i'm based UK? in london now but oh, my london. parents based in reading yeah. okay so i've been cool. in london for like eight years all right yeah. i just talked to frank moody guys got a whole oh, bunch nice. of dose of uh british slang and yeah, stuff yeah, from yeah. Them. they'll have much better british slang than i would yeah yeah and the basis is uh from milan oh Cool. Yeah, originally from Ghana, but she like lived in Milan for a ton. So oh, we were chatting, nice. we were okay, chatting yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Milan is cool. Yeah. Italy's Italy's amazing. I like so, the way Americans say Milan, Milan. Yeah, Milan. I say Milan. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, 
Milan. We can go go into all kinds of linguistic yeah. stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. Milan. <laughs> we don't say Milan, but it's yeah. actually Milan. Yeah. It's Mediolanum is the uh, Latin term for it. Oh, that's good. I was the say. middle land between the Roman Empire and the wow. northern heathens. Oh, that's a of really Yor. good bit of knowledge. I yeah. Can, well, if, you, are you, if you're a soccer fan, uh, the Milan team, it says Mediolanum on there, which oh, is actually actually a bank or some kind of financial enterprise in Milan. Yeah. All right, we're going right down the Sounds rabbit like hole the on that, yeah. but I like rabbit no, holes. Cool. I assume that yeah, you do too. That's a nice financial rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you working on any kind of new stuff? Like, what are you doing? This 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 yeah. album came out recently, I am, I am but it must be. I, I feel stuff. like... I, don't I feel like you're the kind of guy that's yeah, like I do, I doing sort of, stuff all the I time. I do always want to stop and then I don't stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm making making stuff. I can't speak too certainly about any of it because it's not really going there. I'm, um, but yeah, I think there'll be some music, more music this year, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, if oh, I cool. can get my act together. That's yeah. great. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, so pleased to meet you, cool. Matt. Yeah, I love your stuff you. and uh, you. so personable. And um, I really wish you, I wish you the best of luck, Matt. Thank you, you too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks so much yeah. for being here, brother. Great. Cheers. Okay, that was me and Matt Maltese getting comfy on the couch in the media area at Lollapalooza. What a wonderful guy. I mean, just a fun flowing conversation. I could have talked to him for an hour at least. Um, uh, you know, he played on that big stage and it was interesting to hear him talk about his impressions of being up there and talking about, um, you know, his perspective on live performance. And, you know, on a big stage like that, it's really difficult to connect with an audience clearly. And having just come off the heels of playing at Shuba's, which is a like 200 cap room the night before, um, that sort of contrast was interesting to chat with him about. And also, uh, about putting himself out there sort of on socials and um, what that means to him and uh, that it is difficult uh, to put yourself out there. Um, live performance, putting yourself out there on socials, uh, what to say, how to act. And then you sort of layer on top of that uh, what he talked about moving labels at one point and how each live performance, he really felt the pressure of being with a particular label and, you know, had a couple, had to have a couple drinks um, before a show uh, that it was really tough for him to get up there. And that live performance is really very daunting for him at uh, one point in his career. And it was interesting to talk to him about that. Um, Anyway, great, uh, great conversation. Love chatting with Matt. Uh, he's got a new album out, Driving Just to Drive. And um, I love that title, like I said, during the uh, conversation. I mean, who doesn't like to just drive just to drive, listen to music, get in there uh, and kind of mellow out and work through the problems. And uh, he's also playing at ACL in October. So you can go to his website for more information about that. But please go listen to his his latest album, Driving Just to Drive. Just wonderful. Thanks again to Matt for being here. Next up is Ella Jane. Ella's got a new single out that just came out the day I talked to her, Lollapalooza, entitled Dead Weight. Uh, she's on a new label now and really feels great about that. She's from Westchester County originally, just north of New York City. Spent a bunch of time in the city seeing shows and goofing around in the city as one would do. She's only 21 years old and has just an amazing level of maturity. She's the same age as one of my daughters, so where does that leave me? She started 
one year of Tufts University in Massachusetts, left in the same year in 2020. Um, she went there for English and songwriting. She's been writing stuff forever, writing songs, books, etc., and really started to get dedicated to it in high school. Um, her 2022 album is entitled Marginalia. Uh, it's just really her music is just fun and clever, super unique. I love the clean sound, just really, really feels genuine. And I love that. Her 2021 single entitled Calling Card got recognized by Elton John saying that there would be no justice in the world if Calling Card does not become a hit or something along those lines. Just mind-blowing for a young artist of this level. Uh I love Ella. This is a really fun conversation. I know you're going to love this. I'll be back after to talk a little bit more about Ella and then introduce the next interview with Kafune. And here's Ella Jane. Ella, great to see you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, So let's just get it right off the bat. So single. Deadweight yes. out today. Yes, out today. Yeah. Very exciting. What's that feel like for you? It feels really good. It's my first uh, independent single and oh. or just release in a really long time just because my my time with, with my previous label is up. And uh, uh-huh. I'm just, it feels extra nice now to have support um, just from, you know, people liking it. And just, I have a lot of good people in my life and I feel yeah. like I can trust what they think so i'm happy oh that's good that's good you trust your own inner voice as well about it of course sometimes come on (laughs) (laughs) she's rolling her eyes at that one uh we were talking and you've got the great sparkles on the what is that when you put it on your what's that it's like eyeshadow eyeshadow? sparkly eyeshadow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean like a makeup primer i have no idea what's going on what what it's all called i mean i got (laughs) two daughters i should know that one of whom is like super into the whole the makeup thing and all that and like (laughs) there's a lot to know there's many many parts i mean i learned a lot about it and i learned a lot about the time (laughs) that it takes to do it well just watching yeah it takes quite a long time yeah (laughs) <laughs> she's been super into but it i like for, this because i could just smear it on my face and walk out the door oh it's not like a process it just comes not out really. all sparkly yeah, like yeah. that we're talking about makeup we now. Are. i can't believe it thanks <laughs> a lot ella <laughs> dragging me Sorry. into the rabbit hole with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my whole plan <laughs> um where are you from i'm from new york originally uh city suburbs i'm from a very small town tell me i lived there for a while i'm from westchester oh okay um but yeah, I'm not from, too far away. Not too far. So Super I definitely beautiful parkways and stuff. Yeah, it's and it's like, a beautiful place to grow up, but also a very small, semi boring place to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just nice having the city nearby, and we used to go in a lot as when I was a kid. And just my, yeah, and I Come when I got older, I would ton. just go into the city and, and take a train in and. Oh go yeah, to what a was concert. the age that your parents like? made like okay when you're 14, you can start like, going or whatever. I think no, 15, 15 for the first time with a group of kids. We went yeah. to. We went to see Dua Lipa open for Troy Sivan at Terminal 5. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty early. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like 14, 14 you can still say to your kids, because I'm a parent, you can still say, no, you're too young, and they'll they'll buy it. Yeah. I think then the 15-ish, like, like, as soon as you're in high school, yeah. (laughs) Then they figure that they could also just be a complete, just the kids can just go fucking full asshole and just leave. Right. 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 Just like try it and yeah, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. I'm sure you both. Although at that at that age I like still only had a a permit, so I still needed oh, my you were parents dri- to agree dri- to drive me to the train station. Oh, mm. right. Probably like 
maybe pre-Uber days? Yeah. I don't I can't remember. <laughs> a little bit, I think. Oh, so you had to oh, get the consent just to get the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get the ride. <laughs> they were like, okay, yeah. we got to be farther, yeah. farthest away so from I the So I had trades. to beg a little. Yeah. How far were you from the trades? Could you have walked it if you needed to? I totally to? could have walked. I've always been lazy, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like being a good kid that was keeping you away. No, it was, it was your pure, laziness. Yeah, yeah. Just pure, unadulterated, yeah. slovenly And lazy. that's totally fine with me. That's awesome. I love that you own that. <laughs> um. Then you went to Tufts? Yes. For and one, in a... one big year. <laughs> um, well, what were you going to study? English. Uh-huh. With that a minor in music. But it was when I got there, it was 2020. So it was COVID college. And oh, they yeah. literally had sent out an email to everyone that was like, you can't um, sing in the dorms. And I was like, what? I Hey, I want to be a music minor. Like, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a I'm in a single dorm. Like, what's the issue? And they're like, the air particles can travel through the vents. Oh, because of COVID, you couldn't sing. It wasn't just like an overall. No, they're they're just like, like, we just like actually don't know if you're good or not. Yeah, Um, that's weird. But I did. So you're the same age as me. You're 21. Yes, I'm yeah, okay, yeah, because my daughter, who's now a senior at Tulane, oh, awesome, started in that. What's that? I have a lot of friends who go there. Oh, it's an amazing school. Yeah, I'm so glad I have a kid down there. Yeah. Um, she started the school in the COVID era. Yeah. Like that COVID year yeah. was the year she graduated from high school and begun. That's a yeah, shitty same. year for the kids. Yeah. So they're going to have like the class that's coming up now. So it's the class of 2024. Yeah. They're going to have a blowout graduation. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't get one for high school. No, yeah. We had that a was drive-through like, graduation. Yeah. Did your daughter have a graduation? Well, we, it would have been a drive-through, but it was downtown here in Chicago. Oh, God. I live right across the street. Oh, awesome. Um, and uh, so it was kind of drive-through in the sense that each kid had a time. Right. And then they just walked into the auditorium, right. got their thing, and then we took some pictures. And then <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) Uh, But we can talk about it in the context of you like leaving school at that time and then going to Brooklyn is what I understand. So sort of good career starting moment for you, really. So that timing was really worked out well for you. I think COVID being experiencing COVID college made it a lot easier to leave. I, you know, yeah, yeah. it was, it was, you know, it was hard because I, I was lucky to make really good friends. I feel like Tufts is really kind of a really cool place with really cool smart people and yeah um oh, I was totally. lucky to be school. going there but i was also like half-assing everything because i clearly like wanted to do music and as soon as i signed the middle of that freshman year and as soon as i did i was just like fuck it like i'm i know i'm not going to be graduating probably or anytime soon at least and yeah um i kind of gave up a little so that made it easy too that i was probably going to be like in <laughs> academic shit but um Right, but well, yeah, you can always you can always go back, yeah. and then you got this music. What's the you got a yeah. music career? So you know, I, I think it was in hindsight, it was kind of I was weirdly fortunate with the pandemic. It made it a lot easier to make that transition. Yeah. But Tufts did have me back to I played their like spring festival the next year. Oh, which cool, is funny. that's nice. Yeah, that yeah. really is kind of ironic. <laughs> they called me an alum, and I was like, not quite. <laughs> nice, yeah. Well, you live in the dorms. Um, so songwriting has always been has continually can still and always has been I assume the focus like what were you tell me about when you first went to Tufts and like in high school let's just tell me about your songwriting experience in high school and where were you at then because now it's extremely amazing oh thank you so much you've been complimented by Elton John which we're going to get to yeah it's fucking crazy yeah Um, right we'll never get over it um yeah I (laughs) have I may never get over (laughs) it I've been writing since I was like 11 because my dream when I was a kid was to be I wanted to write books and then 
I also love to play piano and sing. And there was like a moment where I realized that I could do both at the same time. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, like that's easier. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Um, but it was it wasn't until high school when I really started getting quite like dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. I think there was a moment where my songs were kind of about nothing I, for a long time, like up until I was like 16, because I was just focused on like writing something like catchy or fun. And I just I liked the experience of writing a song. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of sweet that back then you didn't feel like it had to be tied to any kind of meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it definitely was a lot easier then because now I feel like there's... there's well, that, there was like, less personal, on your mind, presumably. Yeah. Fortunately, totally. there was less on your mind. Yeah, I mean, I was, what was I going to write about? Like my bat mitzvah? <laughs> <laughs> there's a like, Jewish... Oh, yeah. This is the Jewish day on... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, lovely. Jordan Tomp here was like uh, <laughs> Windsor, who uh, was also Jewish. Yeah, um, I am. Yeah, it's actually also nice that at 16 he didn't have a lot of serious things. So there are some yeah. people that are writing about some dark stuff yeah, yeah, early totally. on. I and mean, that's uh, yeah. good, but Which also turned out to be, tough. I think, partially why songwriting became an outlet for me. Because I did... I don't know. I feel like I, I felt a little isolated and just where I grew up. Just not because of, of anyone there necessarily, but just because I, I think like... When you're from a small town, like the last thing you want to do is stand out in any way. Mm. And I, I felt like I was really bad at like camouflaging myself, and I just yeah. felt kind of like a loner a little bit. Not even I had like good friends, but I just I, you know. So the songwriting I think was where I channeled that, and mm. um, once it turned into an outlet, it became just immediately kind of like a, a beneficial thing for me. I just like learned that it was actually a way I could. I've always been a little like I, I a very optimistic person, so uh -huh. I feel like I don't often talk about things that are hard for me. Yeah. Um, and I think songwriting is really where I learned that I could do that. When did you turn the corner on that? Because first you were telling me, you know, you were saying like, oh, I wasn't really I was writing about, about nothing. Much. Yeah. I think it was once I started developing really my own taste in music and, and listening to artists who were writing about real life i think i was like oh like that's why i like songwriting like that's what i want to do awesome. it's not just because i like melodies and, you know yeah tell me a little bit about what like i sort of read a little bit about this interesting process where it's kind of collaborative with your fan base or you've shared sort of your process in on yeah. social media or whatever like that's really interesting to kind yeah. of get what the background is you're, you're willing to share that yeah of course i i had i have a lot of very complicated feelings about social media because i think who doesn't uh, yeah exactly i mean i think it's both a, an incredibly um it just like facilitates such a lovely community at the exact same time as it also fa facilitates a lot of like just there's just you know there's yeah, some gotta hack through the garbage yeah even when there's not even when people especially when i got to tiktok i noticed that people were were um People were nice, but it still is a very complicated thing to be commodifying yeah. what you do and yeah. to have people. I think like the more I shared myself online more authentically, the more uh, I felt like people felt like they were entitled to information about me mm. um, or like that they, you know, feel like they knew me. And I totally understand because first and foremost, I'm a fan and I feel like for a long time, even before social media, I feel like I really connected to, especially like female artists and in ways that I felt like I, I knew them, but at the end of the day, you don't. And I think social media breaks that fourth wall in kind of a strange way. Yeah. But um, I think what's been lovely is being able to share my songs even before I'm done writing them. And um, oh, yeah. Get a little yeah. feedback. Yeah. So it's Does been, it hurt sometimes? 
Uh, That's got to be tough. The the algorithm on TikTok works in positive. Well, no, I mean like just getting um kind of the feedback that you might get. You got to kind of have a tough skin if you're going to put stuff yeah. out there before it's completely finished. Certainly, I, I right. that yeah. takes a lot of courage to put something out there before it's completely done. Because I I know for like if I'm doing an interview, when mm-hmm. I put it out there, I don't want to listen to it again. Right, right, yeah. I I totally. Um, it's t- it's taken a lot of like learning. Although and- I think people that are listening should continue to listen to the interviews again and again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. So it's been a learning process. Yeah. All right. Let's. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry. I know you're in a bit of a rush. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Who would be in a rush? No. I mean, um, uh, you were busy before. Yeah, I was. Let's uh, full disclosure. Getting a little tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> What is that thing again? Let me see. It's a lamp. A lamp. It is a lamp. Who doesn't want a lamp tattoo? Who doesn't want one? And All right, let's talk them. quickly about Elton John. Yes. Your single calling card, which was from a couple of years ago. Yeah. I He singled it out. Yes. And he said something amazing. He said, like, if this There's no justice in the world if, if this, this doesn't a recognize or, like or a hit. I, the, the ironic, that's amazing. He, I, you know. I was telling you when I was like, like Elton John. Wow. I mean, everyone's got like everyone loves Elton John. God, yeah. Who doesn't love Elton John? But in sixth grade, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> the album Caribou going yeah. way back, and it opens, I think, with the song "Bitches Back." Great song. I brought the album into my sixth grade music class and played trouble? it. I did. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a very sixth grade story it is right? yeah. um yeah no that's awesome i yeah i love elton john the, the funny thing about that was that must that have been mind-blowing it was insane but i also had just had surgery the day before oh shit i was drugged up yeah and i uh so you thought you were hallucinating i i like remember like my mom like had to wake me up for it and i was like oh that's cool and then the next day it was like a little more lucid and i was like oh <laughs> um yeah right, it was I'm really sorry. surreal yeah sure yeah I, sure mom i feel like i also f- i'm someone who's very sensitive to it's it's hard not to feel competitive even of people that you are friends with and support it just is like when you know artists you also can see how everyone is doing and yeah i think i especially during that time was you know, that's that song maybe didn't perform the way I thought it would. And I just was feeling a little low about my career. So it's very, oh, very affirming to hear such a giant like Amazing, that. Amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be, be kind and, and be like, and like praise you. It's very Yeah. Cool. Hold yeah. on to that. Believe it. Keep it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Got to do a quick one. But thanks, Ella, for yeah. for being here. It's such a great. Thanks great to for talk having to you. me. Come back on the show some other time. And I would talk love to me. that. I, I know that we can talk for like an hour. Right. <laughs> hours, plural. So right. please do that when you got um, you got the single out. I, I, I assume there's probably an album coming out at some point. Working on it. Yeah. When um, when that happens um, and you're doing the thing again, come back out. Yeah. And, um, come I'm on the show. Uh, You've got some tour dates coming up. I do. Yeah. Some, um, some UK dates some, for the first time. Yeah. Oh, and some Midwest stuff after this. A couple oh, of dates yeah. I saw. Yes, right yeah. After. yeah. I'm opening up for Met- Claire Ro- Rosencrantz. Oh, cool. And I think you're going to Madison or something. Yeah. Yeah. There. Madison. Yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, and then UK. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. In the UK. Yeah. Pop Elton John a note and tell him yeah. he'll be in town. <laughs> I'll see if he can get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, Ella. Yeah, thanks really for having a pleasure me. talking to you. You're welcome. Okay, that was Ella Jane just having a fun chat with me about like eyeliner, eyeshadow, and her career. So, you know, that's how things go. She's just like, you know, 
she's really, really fun. And as you heard, she's just, um, uh, feels like super outgoing, really smart. I just had a really nice conversation with her as you heard. Um, one thing I really liked is, you know, her attitudes towards, uh, social media and that's kind of coming up a lot. It came up with Matt Maltese earlier. It, it came up with Ella Jane as well. It's always on people's minds. And, uh, you know, despite a lot of complicated feelings that she has toward it, as do most artists and, uh, individuals, she does put songs uh, early on in their development process up on TikTok, and I found that to be extremely courageous. Um, uh, and she seems to handle it really well and just kind of looks at it as part of her process, and it doesn't deter her from her own creativity and just moving forward from an artistic perspective. Uh, and I really love that. She doesn't get up too much into her head about it. I kind of think she's feels like the person that really doesn't get into her head about a lot of things. She's just a natural born performer, writer, super creative, has been just writing songs since she was little uh, and uh, began performing in high school. I mean, she's just really an extraordinary artist. And I loved uh, chatting with her and bringing that conversation to you all. Make sure you go check out her Single Calling Card from 2021. That's the one that Elton John talked about. Her latest album is from 2022 entitled Marginalia. And she's got uh, tour dates coming out and she's working on some new material. Uh, she's just really fun and lovely. Her latest single out uh, is entitled Dead Weight. Uh, and that's on a new label for her. Uh, please go check out Ella Jane. And thanks to Ella for being here. Next up is Kafune, the Brooklyn duo featuring Sedona Shat and Noah Yu. They live in Brooklyn. They went to NYU. They studied music school there. They met there and have been musical partners ever since. They produced their first album, Love Songs for Other People, in their dorm room in 2015. Uh, this was, uh, I talked to them on, on a bench, uh, covered bench. You can hear the rain falling. It was just kind of a miserable weather day, but uh, just as a note, because you can hear the rain on the umbrella. That's how hard it was raining. Um, they've got an upcoming album coming out on October 13, Love Songs for the End, which is a nod to their original uh, debut release, Love Songs for Other People. Um, if you love Always, if you love Soccer Mommy, Indigo D'Souza, those are just a couple of the bands that I'm familiar with that uh, I kind of recall when I listen to Kafune, which is just lovely music, sort of like drive with the top down, just beautiful, fun, really kind of feel good music. Um, these two have had a partnership for quite a while. Noah was in the EDM world and sort of a solo artist, more oriented. And Sedona is a more of a singer songwriter. And that combination really works well for them. And while they have different approaches, I really like the interplay between uh, the two of them. Um, it's just really super wonderful. This is their first appearance at Lala, first time they've ever been to Lala. And they were really excited to have played their set there. Um, like I said, they have their new album coming out October 13th, Love Songs for the End. Uh, I'll be back after I chat with Kafune to talk about them a little bit and then to introduce my next artist coming up, Loviet. But first, here's Sedona Shot and Noah Yu, Kafune. Sedona, Noah. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Kafune. Yes. Which has an interesting meaning. Of course, you always have to discuss this in every interview that you do. Absolutely. We do. But it's a pleasure to do it every time. Yeah. Is it? 
It yes. is. Even now? Even on this interview so far? It is. Well, it, insofar so as... So wait, so what it means... What is, it means, right? So it means... But didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. You're totally fine. <laughs> that was like... We're off to a crushing start. Everyone's we, we really doing great. Are. We really are. Um, it means when you when you run your hand through a loved one's hair, it's sort of evoking both like the emotion of that gesture and the gesture itself. Yeah, um, the act of doing so. So it's, it's oh, yeah. so it's not only doing it, but it's what you get out of it. Yeah, the, oh, that's kind of cool. The in what language? In a, is it English? Brazilian Portuguese? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, you guys live in Brooklyn now. Absolutely. Yes. NY, NYU grads. So NY undergrad grads. Yes. From music schools that you met yes. there. That's correct. Recorded music is the uh, is what it says on the degree. Um, so nice. that is that is what we study. At least there's that. Yeah. At least you got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you walk out with a BFA and you go, I'm gonna get myself a fine job in recorded music, and yeah. then and then at that exact moment, it's like, oh, every studio in New York is closing. Um, <laughs> oh, you graduated in 2020. Oh no no oh, no <laughs> no. no. That, the, 2016. The, the pre the pre pandemic. Uh, long, I didn't think you were that young. long running uh, closure of of recording studios. Though, which I mean, yeah, yeah obviously yeah, there yeah, are yeah, a yeah. lot of incredible recording studios in New York still. But we, uh, yeah, we definitely um, we met in college and started the band in college. The band yeah. kind of started as a as a college project, really. Uh-huh. You guys, um, friends, couple, partners, friends, friends, now business partners. Yeah, uh-huh. which is funny because <laughs> now because now you lead with business partner instead of friend, which I well, think is fun. You know, when you have to like fill out forms. That's true. Yeah, they ask you what your relationship is. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I write forms, my forms pal, for my business partner, my co-founder. What kind of forms are you filling out? Well, you know, back Taxes. back in the day, I was like, we need to get an LLC together. Before yeah. we even graduated, before we needed one, which I I regret, I feel like we could have done it like a couple of years later because yeah. we we like screwed up our taxes a couple times. Uh, um, you're gonna say that on a podcast? Listen, I guess it doesn't matter. I hope everyone, the IRS everyone is can relate. I, 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 really want them, I want them to be monitoring listening. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Yeah. IRS, yeah. If, well, if you can hear, we did them. We did them right this year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always think like um you know if you get hate mail, you're actually at least you're people are listening to you. I don't know. I actually, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I did. I don't know. We have a lot more people listening to us now than we did uh, even a year and change ago. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 So you're pleased with where you're at. Pleased with where you're at. Yeah. Pretty cool. I would say. I love it. You guys have been doing this for a while. Your was that your first EP? Love songs for other people. Yes. Yeah. 2013. 2015. Oh, 2015. No, I had 15 done. Okay. My, I just misspoke. Yeah, I'm no, gonna, um, I'm but not gonna lie about something. The the, the, the EP, <laughs> the the EP came out in uh, 2015, and that was like this is not yeah. th- that kind of was the the school project in a sense, oh, really? you know. Um, and so yeah, we recorded that like in our in our dorm rooms and uh-huh. and like in the at the in the school facilities, you know. Whenever so, we... knowing as a school project is kind of cool because you're projected um, this the this release that's coming up is coming back around to to that yeah yeah kinda, tell me the name capping. of that oh uh, complete uh love songs for the end exactly so that's kind of, must be nice to like you have a level of success you've been out there you've been doing this and you're coming back to the thing that you recorded are you going to do this in the same room again just for old time's oh, sake oh no <laughs> yeah. um but we do yeah we do appreciate the people that have been listening to us since 2015 so we yeah. thought it would be fun to kind of nod at the at the og ep title yeah so like we we kind of gained you know really small traction with um like a core group of of like brazilian fans and 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 fans in the u.s and in other places you know before 
the last year and a half and mm-hmm. you know having even some modicum amount of people listening i mean it does a lot for your ability to perceive your work in a meaningful way because otherwise you know you're just flailing around you're like i'm writing my little songs you know we're we're making our we're making our little music like well, who cares you you're know? not really flailing you're creating music even if no one's listening of to course, it however of course, having of someone listen to it does give you that kind it, it of changes, level of validation of course that, exactly that, yeah, it, cha- it changes what uh, you're, you're meaning. it changes how you view the work ah interesting tell me about that well I'm just going to speak for myself. He, yeah, here. he's he's talking about his. Yeah, this is vibe. this is my. Oh, so you don't agree? <laughs> You're next. Well, she, yeah, you, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll talk about it after. My my <laughs> thing is more just that um, it it legitimized us, and it wasn't like it was actual any anything resembling uh what you would call success in the music industry or anything <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. But it was still like, oh, people are listening. What yeah. we what we're doing is connecting with people. That's meaningful to us. And so Absolutely. that kind of was the reason that we was one of the reasons that we kept the band going, you know, even as like weekend warrior side project of our lives mm-hmm. type type shit. Yeah. Can we swear on this podcast? Fuck no. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I like this vibe. So you, far. All right, what's your take? Okay, good. Good. What's your take on that? Oh, um, but let me before you get going. Um, so when people are listening, do you say showing up at shows? Or are you talking about streaming numbers? Uh, what's, what's your what's your metric for Streaming shows. I mean, like it was it was really anyone. I mean, we started the band around the time that Spotify was really starting starting to take off in a meaningful way uh-huh. uh, in terms of like outpacing download consumption and stuff like that. And I mean, listen, we went to school for this, so like we learned a lot about like industry stuff and like and yeah. so it was it was kind of like a holistic program like uh, when we when we were in college, um, and so. I don't know. We 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 kind of built up the New York fan base like over over time, and now it's like a it's like a totally different thing. Are you getting wet? Because I have an umbrella. Right no, there. no, I'm all good. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it's, for the listeners at home, it's raining. I just heard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I had one more follow up question on Noah. Yes, yes. Not to make it all about him. It's okay. It is kind of all about me. He's though, right? no? he's versed. Do, in, well, this is actually in this, this universe. Either of you can jump into this, but wait. Um, does being academics and music and understanding so well the music business is that ever a drawback for your own creative process um i i really wanted to go i was into academics so i my my criteria for university was i want to study music but i want to take university classes um Oh, you did like general ed as well as music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a, I mean, that's the best part of college, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I really, really, I, I did a semester in Paris and I got to take a bunch oh. of like real like humanities I went classes. abroad to Italy when I was in school. I loved it. Like I, I really, really enjoy, I enjoy school. Um, yeah, but same. as it relates to our career, I mean, I feel like, you know, last year when we were sort of navigating this moment where a lot of people were like, so like, what's your deal? Yeah, like, what's do you going have management? Yeah. Have you signed? You know, we, we were able to take a class on contracts. You know, we had an understanding of how contracts work and, you know, I, I think there's a lot of like really young kids that get taken advantage of, frankly. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I think it's really helped us. I do think there are well, times t- when we can be maybe a little like jaded, but I think too hard about it. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I think too. Well, hard cause there's just the marketing aspect. There's what you can do to help increase your streams or ways that you can publish music. Right. Or, I let Noah ever, worry about that. Yeah, it's true. Right. <laughs> but is it kind of, we're going to do our thing. We're going to create our music. We're going to do this amazing brand of music that you guys 
produce and then sort of then you kind of figure it out later now i mean sure i mean i think that if you if you make music with streaming numbers in mind you are going to make subpar music yeah that's just it's just how it's gonna go um you do you you know what i'm saying right i mean like like, everyone everyone's got to follow their process can't be no my process cannot be informed by that like i need to be present in absolutely the yeah we're not preaching here we we're just getting what you're on yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah but yeah. but also like because and this is kind of a part of what makes me and sedona work i think um is that we are very different in the way that we approach production or songwriting or mm-hmm. any of these things mm-hmm. um we come from pretty different backgrounds musically you know i come from like a, a dance music background or like a like a kind of in the computer making music background so it comes oh, from much more of like a singer songwriter edm yeah, yeah exactly uh-huh. i mean like there was there's definitely a couple years he rode the wave yeah I def- oh not right <laughs> yeah i was i was tired of having i was tired of having to wrangle the irony of this i was tired of having to wrangle people to be in a band with me so i said fuck it let me just make music on my own yeah Yeah, exactly and then of course now i'm in a band again (laughs) (laughs) he's back to wrangling yeah i love wrangling you guys have backing people with you we do we play with a drummer and a bass player oh cool cool um you just played last night we did uh rooftop it's some at a venue in brooklyn i haven't been oh oh, yeah oh oh, before you came to chicago yeah the other day earlier i just saw that that show and i would like pulled up the venue and it was uh it looks pretty cool it was awesome it's great yeah Yeah. it's a really really good one you guys got a nice hometown following in brooklyn yeah it was really it was really cool yeah because we used to we used to do you know maybe i don't know three four shows a year yeah tops Um, like absolute tops really what this three or four shows a year well my like in new york my 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 industry friend over here he wanted to make sure (laughs) that we didn't ask the same network of people to come out and see us too frequently gotcha. which is fair um I feel, some, I feel that you know but then basically people start feeling bad and you start getting like <laughs> apology notes yeah you don't want to be annoying there's yeah, nothing yeah. worse than the nice set man from like the like the same person like three shows in a row you know what i mean you know you know what i'm talking about nice set nice bro. hey nice set bro like there's like two there's a couple ways of saying nice set bro there's like the earnest nice set bro really enjoyed it and then there's the I want to acknowledge that what you just did was probably pretty painful for you. And I want. <laughs> oh my God! Now we're really wanna, getting into I it. Be, I want to be. I nice. like his mindset. <laughs> the, we went the from deep, analyzing dark, twisted heart of Noah. You, dude. Listen. Every time anyone says "nice set, ma'am," I go into a spiral. Seriously? <laughs> What's that about? No, come on. I, were your parents hard on I'm you when you were growing up? Oh, I mean. Where are you from? Can't speak. Where's on your parents? That. What's well, uh, my, so I mean, uh, my folks are? My folks are? My folks are from? Where you're from is a bullshit question. I apologize <laughs> for that. Where are you? Where are you really from? I mean, um, you, no, yeah. I'm I'm kidding. Uh, my folks are from South Korea. Okay. I was I was born in South Korea. Oh, you were okay. Um, and I, you know, the states when I was like a kid. Yeah. So South Korean parents are, as I understand, just brutal. They're on it. They're he definitely super on it. Right. Battled with his mother when you're as saying a teen. That yeah, people yeah. compliment you, and you like think that. The it's, whole I'm being nice vibed. Exactly, shit. exactly, exactly. It's like it's like oh wow, I'm like sorry, that brother. Bad, you know, <laughs> can you help bad. him out with that, Sedona? <laughs> oh well, take the compliment. Yeah, I mean, we we do encourage. He actually is allergic to accepting compliments. Yeah, he even when I, I try to compliment him, he can't. He he can't like actually just accept it. It's mm. okay. No, we'll get there. We're we'll all just, on our own we just we just throw him your direction. And how are you, Sedona, with that? Um, I feel that I can accept compliments pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's good at that. Thank you. Nice. What's the Brazilian um, connection? connection. Um, Thank you. We were we were in college and we just literally saw like a list of words that didn't have an English translation. Yeah. 
and we are two very sappy people yeah um so we just were like wow like so much tenderness in that word that's really beautiful um so we don't really have any any type of claim on brazilian culture or anything like that before you were talking about you i think you mentioned once oh the brazilian audience right so so that's what kind of what i was this thing happened this thing happened and this is kind of what i this ties back to what i was talking about how like having people listen you know does reaffirm and validate the work that you do yeah. like for us there was like a really small moment while we were still in college where we saw like a an uptick in streams you know like we put this ep out like by soundcloud or or soundcloud yeah it was, yeah, it was we were somewhere on SoundCloud. We were on soundcloud it was something like that and so like just the fact that uh the band name was what it was you know uh kind of put it in oh, front like of like a level of algorithm it, when exactly it put it in front new of emerging artists brazilian just, listeners yeah and and they were and they were really excited about it, you know, and oh, it, cool. and it made us go like, oh my gosh, like this is that's unbelievable. It was a it was total a total fluke, right? And and has, that, has that continued and perpetuated? Over I mean, the years? yeah, we, they're mad that we haven't oh, been there. there yet. Uh, there is a core pocket of Brazilian fans. They're like, what the hell? Who are just like, when are you gonna play Rio? Let's do when it. are you yeah. coming to Sao Paulo? Like, I'm I'm very I'm sure that will be extremely emotional. It's like the top of the list when right that now for us, when that takes place. Sure. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. and and when we play a show, when and if we play a show in Korea, play play Asia, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, all your parents can come and go. Nice set, bro. All your family, <laughs> all your family, all my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can hit me with a nice set, bro. Yeah, my my just grandma, my, my grandmother. You got to create a bubble for Noah just so to protect him. <laughs> yeah, I the mean, sensi- like, the sensitive artist. We're slowly, we're slowly getting better at it. I would say Lollapalooza. Yeah, let's talk about Lala a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yesterday set. Yes. How'd that go? What was your What were your thoughts? Have you played here before? This is our first Lollapalooza. First awesome. time attending Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um, um. So our bass player is from Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah, shout out um, to Ashley. So I, big, I live here. I live right across the street, yeah. actually. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So she, um, this is a big deal for her, big deal for us. I think this, you know, the set went pretty well. We, you know, we went on, we were doing our little line check and then we were like, all right, we should start, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're still pretty new to festivals, yeah. like a, as a whole. So yeah, we, we got set up, you know, the logo came on the screen. Like, wow, cool that they got the logo on the screen. That's, this is happening. No one now. told us that was happening. You know? Nice. <laughs> you know? that's like, cool. that's, well, that's a relief. Well, People that's know cool. what the band's called. <laughs> right, um, right. And then, and then, yeah, it was great. There were a lot of, there were a lot more yeah. people in the audience than I thought there would be frankly you know awesome. afternoon sets I, I in the morning I was like I hope people make it out you know for us so it was it was a larger crowd than we expected and awesome. we had what stage was it again Bacardi nice yeah get some rum Bacardi we did we got some delicious got some, got some lovely chili, mango chili mango yeah love that rum it was good um, this latest single out, Demise. Yes. Watch the video, little swings. Was that like, and and your swing was that pl- that oh, could not have been planned that your swing went no, down. No, I'm not. He, gonna lie. I'm amazed that he was like, keep going. <laughs> well, in the moment, I could. I, I could, loved how yeah. just like DIY that video was. It was cool. Exceptionally DIY. We were. Except upstate. maybe I'm insulting you guys because you didn't intend for it to be DIY. No, I mean it's it's no, very. It we we too. were You're yeah. Like, we let's we, cut it now. Exactly. We we just kind of took a we we but, we were on a trip and we just had that going. Um. It's about like the open act of self-judgment and accepting your own self-judgment. Yeah. Like, where are you at with that? Well, it's constant. and right. uh, But you can choose to ignore it. Is that kind of your vibe or what? What was well, the what was the the big like big picturing like self sabotage and stuff? I think it's it is it is truly a daily battle for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we wrote the song with our friend Ahmad and we were we were just talking about that phenomenon where it's like, well, Often it's it's with making music, with my personal practice in music. Like mm. I I want nothing more than to 
be practicing daily and strengthening my skills. Um, but I, I really sort of like prevent myself from doing that because I'm afraid that I won't do it well or I'll disappoint myself. But it's really, I just really get in my own way. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's funny. It's like ironic, hilarious, you know, sadly funny. Just that like the thing that I really want to do, the thing that I'm, that I now have to do somehow feels so difficult, even though when I'm doing it, I feel great. Yeah. It's, and it's like a self-perpetuating cycle, (laughs) right? Because you're, you're not doing it and you're like, I'm so unhappy. I'm because I'm not doing it. And yeah. I'm scared of doing it because then if I do it and it's bad, then it's going to, that'll negatively then reinforce, bad. then I'll feel bad. <laughs> do you help yourselves in kind of getting out of the, that kind of cycle or do you I mean, Noah's consider very, seeing a therapist because that could actually help this too? I do see a therapist <laughs> and yeah. she is, I'm, I will often kind of be like, yeah, I just worry that I'll never write another song again. And she's like, but you have all these songs that you right. have written. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but Noah and I, Noah's very good about uh, showing up, and so in my in my dedication to him, I try to show up. We push each other. Okay. I don't That's show good. up as much That's as he good. does. No, but, but we, we're, you know, we, we try. We try. We try. You guys are a good partnership. <laughs> I can see this works. I want to hang out with you guys. This is fun. Let's do it. This is fun to see this. <laughs> I'm down. I'm, I like I like what's going on here. This is like we could keep. Yeah. We, this is this is great. Come on the show another time and we'll talk for uh, for a whole bunch longer. You know, Sounds I usually, good. talk about whatever on Zoom or whatever. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, that's how I usually do it. But at festivals, it's great to sit down with you. Yeah. Um, congratulations on your first Lollapalooza this set and continued success and Thank looking you. forward to the October 13 release of love songs for the end the completion of the love song cycle i wrote exactly down. absolutely thank yeah. you for having us yeah much. great stuff yeah thanks Noah. thanks Adana. thank you cheers okay that was sedona and noah of kafune they've got their new single out demise and uh that is in advance of their upcoming New album coming out on October 13th entitled Love Songs for the End, which of course is a nod to their debut album, Love Songs for Other People, that was uh, recorded in their dorm room, the NYU dorm room in 2015, which I think is, is, is amazing. They assured me that this upcoming one was not recorded in their dorm room, so that's a relief. Um they play a lot in Brooklyn. I think one of the interesting things that they talked about, you know, they live in Brooklyn. They play like three or four shows there a year amongst other shows that they play. But, um, you know, Noah talked about, um, his, uh, his sort of conflict with people that'll come up to him and say, nice set bro after it and the different ways that he can take that. And I, we sort of got to the bottom of that in terms of, uh, the way that he was brought up, uh, South Korean parents, um, that were kind of hard on him. I, I got the sense and, um, it was just very interesting, um, the way that he can take compliments or not. And, uh, of course, Sedona was all over that as well. And, um, I just thought that was, um, that was very revealing about sort of what their mindset is in terms of playing and, you know, how difficult it is to, to relate to an audience and not, not really, I guess it came from a place of not really wanting to, um, play too much and kind of get that sense that, Hey, nice set, man. Like, you know, you're always playing and, um, that can happen. But 
Um, I love the interplay between them. They're quick, they're bright, they're clearly really well versed in the um, in the music business, and that was that was really interesting. I love their music. Uh, it's really really fun. Uh, it's complex. It's uh, it's really beautiful and um, and super compelling for me. I really I really really loved it. Like I said, they have the album coming out on October thirteenth. Love songs for the end. They'll be out on the road quite a bit. You can go to their website and check out more information about them. Thanks again to Sedona and Noah of Kafune for being here. Next up is the Canadian artist Loviet. I really love talking to her. She just has an authentic and genuine nature about her that's really evident and comes across in conversation with her. We're so glad to be able to bring it to you this, uh, albeit brief conversation with Loviet. She comes from Canada. She lived in, uh, she's lived, she grew up in Halifax and now calls Toronto home, but she's been getting personal in her songwriting since she was about 13 or 14 years old. She comes from a very musical household. Her mom's a musician. Her dad's a fiddle player, plays a lot of bluegrass. Uh, her 2023 EP is entitled The Nighttime is All in the Timing, and she's out and about playing songs from that EP. And she's got a new record coming out on September 29th entitled Little Heaven. And it will come as no surprise that that is also very personal. Um, she kind of taps into her own spirituality and talks about how those songs are extremely personal for her. Um, just really authentic and uh, just a very real human, um, uh, if that's a thing. I really I really enjoyed talking to her. Uh, she's playing a number of different dates in the United States um, in October and November. You can go to her website to check out more information about that. And for uh, the Roadcase Chicago fam, she'll be at the Empty Bottle on November 7th. So please go check out her show. And here's Loviet. Loviet. That's it. All right. Good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So nice to sit down with you and Oh, have you. a good chat. I've been yeah. loving listening to your music. Oh, thanks. That means everything. How's um how's it been going here at Lala? When was your set? Is coming up? I played at twelve. Yeah, how'd it go? I started the day. It was what, great. Um, what stage was it? Coinbase. Oh, okay. That's all the way on the other side, right? Yeah, you it's like ride a golf cart. I did. We did oh, do the golf cart. That? So how much fun, fun is that? Like, it's like you, you know, get a little on. ride in a show. I know, right? And they have little like like motorway lanes yeah. special for the carts You're, to go yeah, back and forth exactly wow this it's is the big time cool. really it is the big time yeah i'm so happy to be here honestly it's yeah. so sick do you play a lot of festivals we have been doing quite a bit this summer in mm -hmm. canada it's been really fun mm -hmm. what's what's like circuit. a good festival in canada i know there's a <gasps> the folk one, festival in mm. in calgary okay well the one we just did was festival de tay Summerfest uh -huh. oh, in yeah. uh, in Quebec City and it's beautiful and everybody there is so lovely and we had such a good time. Awesome. It was really fun and it's like comparable to here where there's a hundred thousand people yeah. around the festival. It's just beautiful and yeah. the Montreal is that you said Quebec Quebec City yeah. yeah so close to old Quebec Quebec City it's okay. just stunning there. Oh, I need to visit the people there. are amazing. Yeah, yeah so that was my favorite one uh -huh. next to Lala and uh -huh. we we've had a lot of really good ones. I shouldn't you know favoritize any of them but just well no if really we talk great. one here it doesn't mean it's like better than another right? or worse but than it another was my, but it's ones that's it's kind memorable. of that you've played yeah but memorable exactly yeah, thank yeah. you it was memorable and had a really great time very yeah. lucky to be here today and just being able to play with people that's, that's all awesome. i want to do that's yeah. awesome well i'm, I'm loving the music it's kind of like 
not, uh, sort of like power poppy, mm-hmm. alt pop. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I love that feel. And I love how you really get, you roll up your sleeves and you get personal. Thank and you're you. And you don't have a problem with doing that. No, not Has at all. Has that kind of always been your vibe? Yeah, I started writing and performing when I was like 14. Like, you know, the, the minor leagues when I was like 13, 14 and yeah. uh, playing and, and writing my own songs. So I'm pretty used wow, to sharing. Geez, yeah, yeah, I'm used to sharing. I, I like, I prefer performing my own music than someone else's because it's you can't no one knows if you fuck it up and also it's <laughs> well, like you know that's a whole other subject thing, but yeah. yeah like but then also <laughs> it's very personal and you feel very connected to what you're performing so it's fun yeah is it is so it's is it not difficult for you to get up there and be your i, I, I kind of know the answer to that question just because i'm right? you know, yeah. sitting right here i kind of get the vibe that is it i think that's the thing is if i had to do anything that wasn't me it would be hard but that's the blessing is i get to just do whatever i want and that's the that's my mo for these records and the things i'm working on is is getting away from i love pop music but pop music is very um it's about perfection sometimes and it's about being kind of um it just feels a little bit not me anymore i just think i get to do what i want more if i'm in this this world and i've always played guitar and i've always been very very obsessed with rock bands and pop punks uh music and things that i grew up in in the early 2000s so yeah what were some of your favorite bands when you were growing up oh i was a big like like of course the the classics like fallout boy somebody one green day mm-hmm. um just that era was such a big era for me in music. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. I'm Michelle Branch. So I was kind of influenced that way. And um, actually the record that we just performed and that I've, um, I released this year, it's called The Nighttime is All in the Timing. Yeah, that was actually yeah. produced by um, some of our, our favorite band or one of our favorite bands. So it's called Now Now and the Bradley and Casey, they produced with me for this record. So mm-hmm. it's very special. Yeah. I love also the EP. I love the title um, of your 2021 EP. Everyone knows the thrill when it's over. That's like so uh, that's kind of a little heartbreaking a little bit because like recognize the thrill when it's happening. That's true. That's very true. That record was a I moved from the East Coast of Canada to Toronto and I had just started kind of playing in bars in Toronto for the first time, which was very exciting for me. And making that record felt like a kind of um, like a goodbye to where I grew up and where I first started, which was uh-huh. Halifax and Nova Scotia. Oh, wow. That's yeah. gorgeous out there. Holy yeah, shit. It's, it's my home is the East Coast. Yeah. So I, I go back quite a bit and I do love it dearly. But um, getting to go and travel, like even being in Chicago, just doing this is what I want to do. So yeah. everyone knows the throw when it's over. It just kind of a, it really was an ode to time to move on and, and keep playing and just put your head down and do the work. So that's what we're doing. Oh, so it's more of a when it's over, that's thrilling? Yeah, kind of. I mean, oh, so yeah. So I was like, kind of looking at it in a different thrill. way. Okay. Well, there's, this, is my, this is my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, Everybody right. can Everyone look at can. it any way they want to, and yeah. that's very, very cool. For me, it felt very like that was my like sort of symbolism behind the name, but um, the titles all just lined up. Everything's been very... I'm a big universe spirit kind of feeling kind of person. So it felt very spiritual in the way where like that was the title of the record, but each song was already called those things. So Uh when we put them all together, we were like, that makes a sick title. And yeah, those songs feel very, again, very special. Yeah. You've talked about being really influenced as a Canadian of, and you live in Halifax and those, the maritime provinces mm-hmm. are just absolutely gorgeous on yeah. the coast there, as I understand. And I've seen pictures. I like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a place to go. Um, my youngest is going to Colby College, actually, in Maine, which is not too f- in Portland. That's awesome. Which is kind of yeah. like right down the coast. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And I've never been there. Well, outside of Portland, actually. Maine's but, beautiful. That yeah, was a vacation yeah. spot for us. Uh-huh. Um, 
but I was reading about how you've been influenced by kind of the landscapes and your surroundings mm-hmm. and um, that it inspires you also. Also, yeah. like kind of city sort of structures and things like that. And I think I've become... I kind of really a, related to that. I like yeah? that a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like I've become a bit of a recluse. Like, I like to just kind of be on my own and do it. And I mean, I grew up in such a small town on the East Coast in yeah. Canada. And so I got very comfortable in my own world and doing my own thing. So when I move to cities that are very populated and there's people everywhere, I have to find places that feel kind of more, more like where I'm from and more like me. And that's usually landscapes. And that's usually like scenic things and and usually they're not as scenic as people would think like it's it's like rundown buildings or it's uh like concrete that's just Stru- i like yeah. structures those are the structural word I was looking for. yeah like, oh, i find like the how is that it. like things that are built by people what do you reflect on when you like look at those things it feels like there's a story i think that's the biggest thing is when there's something that feels like there's a story and you can write your own story in it it's a narrative maybe it's oh, cinematic it's like the building up and building down of things. Yeah. it's like they're man-made structures so there's always a story behind there the creation is. of that thing person made we'll say exactly there's something there there's some sort of heartbeat behind it which i really like yeah yeah speaking of man-made versus personal made you've you've you're clearly very much of a feminist uh, so am i Mm -hmm. and you've talked about the difficulties of being a woman in today's world Mm -hmm. i think i'm navigating it right now that's kind of one of those things where like especially being an artist and having a voice and sort of a place uh you know to speak and to say your piece, I feel like I'm really navigating it now more than ever because people are like, you know, getting to hear something that I'm saying. So, but I do feel like as a woman, it's been very confusing and difficult for me. I've looked up to mostly male figures in my life and never really realized that that's because of the, just the sort of the differences in, in the music industry from a time when I was coming up to, to what it is now, which is after the Me Too movement. And I'm so thankful for that. I remember being 20 when I first sort of tried to put my foot in the, in the industry and there was no Me Too movement and it was a very different place. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people really woke up from that and really started to understand that there is a bit of a, a challenge um, for women. So I... Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think it's... It's always going to be something I'm really proud of being, but I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of mental things going on when you're, you're navigating that. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I'm In so sorry you had to rock. deal with that. I mean, so many people, yeah. have to, so many women have had to deal with that. Exactly. You hear the stories now and you're like, wow, it's yeah. insane. How have you seen it? But you, you seem to have indicated just now that it's changed a little bit. Or it's you been seen, so much better. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was from your so, perspective. It's I've, hard in the business business. That was too. the thing I mean, is it was so just many, to like, get my abuse, voice heard. So many yeah. abuse, everywhere. I just wanted to be heard as a as a twenty year old girl making <laughs> music, and I don't think people were listening because that was a a very weird weird climate. But now it's become a lot more open. I'm really thankful for that, and um, it's beautiful that people can can feel united and connected. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So you've been writing songs for quite a while, since you were 13. How old are you now? I'm 29. Nice. Nice. I'm in the last of my 20s. Yeah, here enjoy, we are. This is the big, di- yeah, this is the big leagues. 30s are great. 30s are great. You know what? I'm it's here really for it. It's really kind of like the, adult, Again, the adult thing. I'm yeah. working it out. This is the female This is the female road. I'm working it out. I'm 29, about to be 30, but yeah. fuck it. When's your birthday? December. Oh, same here. What day? 12. Don't say 23rd. Okay. No. <gasps> oh, you've got the, <laughs> you're right on the cusp, so you're a cap. Yes, I am. He's a cap. I'm a Sag. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I'm, yeah. A, I'm a triple Sag. I'm a fire, fire, fire sign, so I'm crazy. Oh, are you into that stuff? I'm so, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was a return. There's some of a stereotypes I will buy into. I am, of course, I'm into that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
We love it. Yeah. How does it kind of drive what you're, what you're does it drive you on a <laughs> daily basis or what? Um, sometimes. Uh, I think I am fiery. I'm very passionate. I'm very adventurous. So it does feel like it checks out for me. And yeah, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but growing up, your parents musical, musical Yeah, household. my mom's a singer and she played in bands. And I remember being like four and being like, that's what I want to do. And if she can do it, maybe I can do it. And my grandfather, he was a... Uh, he played in fiddle competitions in Cape Breton and all these nice. places and traveled around until... Bluegrass? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh -huh, like yeah, a lot I of the bluegrass. classic fiddle tunes out there. Yeah, so I've been around music my whole life. And uh -huh. I've been... I, I just knew from the time I was a kid that this is kind of what I would work towards. Yeah, and your parents were supportive of that? Yeah, they were very supportive. I'm very lucky that they... You know, for what you can be when you're yeah. what kind of middle class, just yeah. chilling. But they were very, very What kind supportive. of bluegrass do you listen to? I'm more... I'm into the... Like bluegrass for bluegrass for me my aunt was also a guitar player in a bluegrass band but i just like americana i like yeah. i like country i like a little bit of that country you know you're like hitting the woods and having a good time right instrumental music banjos fiddles all that shit it's great yeah we i love, love uh like progressive bluegrass people okay. listen to my show now i'm like a you're into uh, it, hey? Kind of like, yeah, I got one foot in the jam band world. Oh, yeah. You know, and, but bluegrass with the sort of jam grass stuff. Hell yeah, know? jam grass. I just talked to Jerry Douglas, who's an amazing dobro player at Newport. It was absolutely, he's like a 15-time Grammy winner. That's amazing. Yeah, he's doing Flat and Scruggs music called uh, Earls of Lester. Cool. Oh, okay. Sick. Great stuff. Yeah, I'll have to check, check it, out. it out. Check it out. Sweet so what's on, the, um, what's on the agenda for you? Are you um, you're still touring? What are you doing? We're going to be back um, November 7th to play Empty Bottle here in Chicago. Um, November 7th? Yeah, we're touring okay. with a band called Mating Ritual. We're big fans of those guys, too. <laughs> Mating Ritual. They're from, the, they're from the West Coast. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're oh. from San Diego, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, originally. Okay. okay. Mating Ritual. They're sick. Great they're great name. dudes. Ryan Ritual. November 7th. Okay. Yeah, Suede James. It's going to be sick. Um, so, bo Empty Bottle in Chicago. Yeah, great venue. Have you yeah. been there? Have you seen it? I haven't yet. Oh, I played. I did do a show here uh, with J.P. Cooper okay. at the Lincoln Hall. Wait, Lincoln Hall. Is that Lincoln Hall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, and uh, big news upcoming album you got a date on that September 29th September 29th so this will be, be some the new empty music. bottle is like part of that tour exactly yeah we're doing more music after that so just keep your keep your ears to the ground guys oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> everyone out there sick that's awesome cool man well thanks so much for being here love you oh, thank you for having me this is lovely yeah <laughs> thanks so much good luck to you you're thank just you. wonderful I love your energy and, uh, thanks Steve yeah yeah you're a good cheers. one cheers cheers we'll thanks so much <laughs> thank you bye Okay, that was me talking to Loviet at Lollapalooza Festival. I just, I, I love that conversation. It was really brief, but I got a really good sense of who she is as an artist and as a human being, uh, as kind of generally occurs in these interviews. And she was no exception. She really likes to get real. She likes to get personal. And I really get the sense that um, what she does is truly an embodiment of who she is. And that's that's kind of a really wonderful feeling to be in the presence of someone like that whose creativity is such an integral part of themselves. Um, of course, I think that's evident in most artists that I talk to. And it's really an essential component of being a performing artist. But um, with Loviat, I got that sense of that what she's doing is 
so personal and that's the way she likes it. She really likes to roll up her sleeves and be super authentic in what she does. And you get that feeling uh, from talking to her. And I, uh, I was really happy to bring that conversation to you. She also talks about, um, importantly, about how uh, it's been difficult for her navigating being a woman in this world and in particular in the music business and how she says it's been very tough on her um, as historically she's generally looked at men as role models in this business. And since the Me Too movement, things have gotten uh, quite a bit easier for her in a number of different ways. So I applaud that and um, I wish her uh, most continued success going forward. Uh, her She's got an upcoming album out uh, entitled Little Heaven on September 29th, uh, and please go check out the, her current and most uh, and most recent EP that's out. The nighttime is all in the timing, and she'll be uh, performing in the U.S. in October and November. You can go to her website to check out more information about her tour dates, and of course, for Chicago people, she will be at the Empty Bottle on November 7th. So glad to have Loviet on the show. So this concludes part two of my Lollapalooza series of interviews that I did in person at the Lollapalooza Music Festival that took place in Chicago's Grant Park on August 3rd through 6th. I'm so glad to be able to bring these interviews to all of you. Um, and I've got one more episode coming up, and that'll be coming up next week. But in the meantime, I want to thank Matt Maltese, Ella Jane, Kafune, that is Sedona Shot, and Noah Yu, and Loviet for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And I want to thank all of you for continued support of Roadcase and for being here. I'm so happy to be able to bring these interviews to you. I'm headed out to Seattle this Labor Day weekend, upcoming just tomorrow, for uh, conducting more interviews at Bumbershoot Arts and Music Festival in Seattle, and I can't wait for that and to bring those amazing artists. I'm talking to some amazing artists there, so follow the Instagram for pictures and documents and such in uh, in the Instagram stories, etc. On socials, um, I'll be posting a bunch of stuff from that from that festival. Can't wait to bring those to you. Thanks again for being here, and I will see you on the next episode of Roadcase. Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. Yeah.